This is episode 137 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And we are joined by Trey Beverly, who's making a return appearance on the podcast. Now, in this podcast, we're just going to reflect on the things that are Hebraic. It's always good to get together with people that are like mind and talk about the things that are germane to the most high. So sit back and relax. It's going to be another action-packed episode of Hebrews in Exile. You know what we do. Let's go! This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in Exile. We have with us this evening for this podcast a very interesting and dynamic young man. His name is Trey. And otherwise known as Yashai. Otherwise known as Yashai. <laughs> Say something. Uh, In the mic. Yeah. Put that um, mic forward to you. You know, oh, okay. Don't be shy. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Been in the membership over here at FTF for some years now. Had a great privilege to learn underneath Honorable Rabbi Holman Jr. And also Coheen Sean Appleton. And it's just been an amazing journey for me. It's been very beautiful getting to know what is a pleasing way of life to the most high. Because like I said before, probably if Rabbi remembers, you know, it was really messing with my spirit, not knowing how I should live my life accordingly, pleasing to the Most High, because I'm a loving individual, and I understand that the Most High gives me all my pleasures and everything that I have, so it's just natural in my nature to want to show that love back, and I'm grateful that, you know, Rabbi Well, we're glad to, glad to have you here, Trey. Yeah. You've, you have certainly grown in leaps and bounds. I'm about ready to take my seat and let you and Sean have it. <laughs> and just be just be the rabbi emeritus. <laughs> you see that word came out, emeritus came out. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Actually, you know what? I wanted to uh, do something before we go ahead and, and start. Yeah. We've done, I don't know, I think this is, thus far, we've over 130-some-odd podcasts thus far, and we've never addressed an issue that I need to address up front. And, you know, most of the time we opened up the podcast, we're pretty jovial, but uh, I want to take a couple of moments right now and just say something to the people. Don't try this at home. We are professionals up here. (laughs) If you decide to read this book, you may get eternal life. And so I don't want you going out and, you know, doing something that may hurt your arm or hurt your leg because you're going over here and you're trying to do something with this text. This text actually, if you wield it correctly, (laughs) will wield the results that you're looking for. So I just need to do that disclaimer because we've never done that before. We just got to let the people know that we're trained professionals. Don't try this at home. (laughs) 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 With that being said... What I did want to uh, say in all seriousness, that was my ill-fated attempt at lividity. I have a trip that's coming up Mm. in uh, this month. And um, I'm going to see my brother, whom I love dearly, in 
another one of the states here in the United States. And as I was looking, I'm going to be away from the congregation that particular weekend mm-hmm. on that particular Shabbat. And as I was, I know that I'm going to be away. I'm trying to find a place where I can actually go and congregate mm-hmm. with people that are of like mind. And the most high, I know that this is old hat for a lot of people and this information that you already know, but I have to just edify us. There's a person that I love dearly that says it's a poor dog that don't wag his own tail. And we have to wag our own tail sometimes. As I'm looking and scouring the internet in this particular city, which is a major city, actually it's Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) I could not find, and I'm looking, this is a Shabbat that I'm going to be gone. So I wanted to be amongst our people. Right, right. And so I'm looking for- in, In Arizona? In Arizona. In Arizona? <laughs> you want to be amongst your people in Arizona. Yeah, I know. In the heat. And, and look, I, can say I actually tried to look. <laughs> but as I'm looking in Aaron Phoenix for a congregation of people to, mm-hmm. to congregate with, I couldn't find one. Mm. And I put in every type of keyword into the search engine Messianic, mm. uh, Israelite, Hebrew, African American, mm. Melanation, all these different terms that identify who Hebrew Israel, Israel is, and nothing came up in the search. I often <coughs> am reminded of the individuals that come in here and we ask them a poignant question, which is, How in the world did you find out about us? Uh-huh. And they, a matter of fact, this dear sister that actually is just is now coming to the congregation, she says she found us on the internet. But even as I was looking through the internet and I was looking at, at Phoenix, I went ahead and looked at Sacramento oh. to say, put those same search words in the Sacramento search and nothing came up. Literally, when you put in Hebraic congregation, Messianic congregation, nothing. Wow. So you would never know that we existed at all. So and on the one hand, I'm saying to myself, the, most, the people that are actually being driven here, if you found your way to FTF, I think that we are one of the most unique congregations in the United States Great. of America. I can actually say that because I've scouted. Matter of fact, if for those of y'all Atlanteans that are in, now if you have to listen to Outcast and know what that's about. <laughs> AT aliens. The AT aliens that are there, where there's a high concentration of melanation. I could not find a Hebraic congregation that wasn't straddling the fence and vacillating between these two opinions about being Christian and also being Hebraic at the same time. There is a majority and an influx and a flooding of this idea of being Christian and being Hebraic at the same time, but nothing where it is completely Yahweh. Only. Mm. So I can say, at least from my experience, there is no other congregation in the intercontinental United States like this one. Because mm. any city that I try to go to, San Diego, Los Angeles, Atlanta, Phoenix, Cleveland, any of these places that I've at least tried to look, and Cleveland has a very strong contingent of Jewish people that are there. Mm. Very strong. Mm. 
There's nothing like this, this place here where we're studying the word of the Most High. We're producing information and documentation and using things in its proper context and giving people the information that they need in order to be successful in the kingdom of the Most High. So I have to just say that because I have to be reminded that we are a unique people. If you found your way to Yahweh, that's one thing. But then to find your way out of Christianity and be completely engulfed in mitzvot and have a lifestyle that's germane to mitzvot is something so rare that it's very difficult. And, and what better place to have it in is Sacramento. Sacramento stands for the sacrament right. of, yeah. of California. So I just wanted to say that to say, you know, I'm appreciative of this, of this ministry. I appreciate the leadership of this ministry. I'm, y'all call me Kohanim, but I'm, I'm still learning as we all are. Right. I don't consider myself that. I just consider myself a helper, a teacher that's trying to know what I can about the most high and move the culture forward. And I'm glad that, you know, people like yourself are here amongst us because of the fact that you, like you said earlier, you've gravitated to this issue that's in the text and understanding it in its proper context. And you've also, you know, released some of your own videos. And, and as a matter of fact, as you were, as I, I want to say, as I, as I was preparing for this, I also thought about something that you said that I think he said, the honorable teacher that, said, that, that sounds, you said that, that, you, that you would never forget. Uh-huh. Because as I'm preparing, I, you don't know that I'm airing this out for the first time. My wife knows about this already. Uh-huh. But when I get back up to speak in January, I'm headhunting in January. Okay. I'm headhunting <laughs> in January. I had my whole entire dissertation for First Samuel to finish it. It's a Shemuel. It's been complete for maybe a week or so. I'm done with it. But the Most High, in true fashion, says that's not what you're going to talk about when you get up next time you speak. Matter of fact, the information that's going to be brought forth by our honorable teacher in Isaiah, just a Yahoo chapter 45, is going to be germane to what the Most High had told me that he needed me to talk about when I get up the next time I speak. And it goes back to something that I'm going to, not to say I'm going to give you anything about it, but I, part of my dissertation talks about something that we talked about. Okay. Which is, okay, the battery, or what would you say? The plug being plugged in the wall. Yes, that's, wow. So come wow. on with it. <laughs> that's just so funny you said that because I was just, I just shared that with somebody yesterday again. Rabbi, you shared with me before you talked about, you know, us being who we are, but how important it is, is to be connected to our source, to get our, to get our true purpose and our true sense of energy and who we are. It's through the most high. And, and Rabbi had used the analogy of, you know, a, a cell phone is good it, or you use the cell phone, I believe you said, but I know for surely you use the fan too. And a fan is just a fan, but until you plug it into a source, that's when you can get the full function of it. And same way like our cell phones, our cell phones are, you know, they have a lot of capabilities and there's a lot of things that you can do on, on these phone devices that we have. But if you don't have, if you don't have it charged or if you don't have connection to, to the internet, then, you know, you would just have a just dead phone and it's not really able to do all that it can do. So 
the same way with us as connecting it with the most high, like, like you just went over in Deuteronomy chapter 30, you know, this is the purpose of our lives. And so once we are able to get and be on the same frequency of the purpose of our lives, then, you know, everything would change for us. Yeah. The biggest problem that we have amongst our people is our people really do not know. They don't know. And I don't want to, I don't even want to say it's their fault that they don't know. They don't know because their teachers don't know. And if their teachers don't know, their teachers can't teach them. And they only teach them regurgitated information that was passed down to their fathers that didn't know. And as I was sharing with somebody the other day, my father was a great man, a great man. He loved the Most High, and you could hear him getting up early in the morning, four, five o'clock in the morning, and you could hear him praying. Mm. And he and it wasn't wasn't no fifteen minutes worth of prayer. He'd be he'd be praying. You know, but my father only could teach us the knowledge that he had that was passed down to him from his father and fathers that we had in, in our apostolic Pentecostal organization. We come, we come into you and I actually I am not even supposed to be a part of your generation. I'm not a Gen Xer. I'm not a baby boomer. I'm I'm not in I'm not in either one of those demographics. I'm outside the demographic of that. So when it comes to knowledge and understanding, I should be swimming in the same pool my father swam in. Mm. But my father also had another pro or proverb that he would that he would say dead dogs dead logs anything without any resistance goes downstream mm. it takes a game fish to swim upstream to fresh water it takes a game fish to get out of the muck and get to fresh water where it can survive mm. With that being said, I, I chose, I chose, I chose, I chose truth over the norm. I know I, I have been teaching scripture since I was 19 years old. Mm. So when you, when you, when we talk about scripture, I was, I was, I was teaching Bible classes when I was 19, year old, 19 years old, I had young people. We were, we were having house-to-house -house prayer meetings and Bible study with young people, you know, when I was 19 and 20. I could have stayed there. But you have to have a desire for, for truth. And, and then along with that, I was also a rebel. I just, I just didn't, I didn't 
go along with the norm. I mean, I went along with the norm until it just didn't it didn't sound right anymore. And I started making a shift in my in my in my in my presentations and and in what I was doing. <clears throat> and it didn't quite set well. And I knew at that particular point that where I was was not where I was supposed to be. And then along with that, I mean, I was supposed to be the successor to my father's to my father's ministry. And the most high comes to me and he tells me, I did not make you to, I didn't call you to be the caretaker of another man's ministry. Get up from this place and go to the place that I would show you. Now I'm listening to the words that he's speaking to Father Abraham. I'm going like, where, where are you sending me? Now I'm in, now I, now I'm, now I know, now I know that I've got, I've got to move. I've got to leave. I've got to go. I've got to, I, I, I can't stay here anymore. I've got to go because there's a, there's something, something, something's, something's in me that's, that's causing me to be completely uneasy right. where I'm at. Right. Right. I could have stayed. I could have inherited my father's ministry. And if I would have done that, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know that I'd have I would have gotten to where I am now. Or if I would have had a building that was paid for that you all would you that we'd be having meeting in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the rest of them will be gone. <laughs> but saying all that to say this, truth is the element that is part of the Father. The Most High is truth. And if you're going to, if you're going to worship him, their text, their text says, the Greek text says, you worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean to worship him in spirit and in truth? No, nobody explained that to me, you know? I can I can certainly understand it now because I know what spirit is and I know what truth is. So now I now I understand what it is in worship. One of the things that that I'm having concern with as I share this knowledge with people that I come in contact that want to know is the element of of realizing coming to the realization that we have for all of our lives been surrounded by heard listened and everybody has heard the same narrative this narrative of christianity which we now know from a hebraic perspective is doggy doo doo bunk sure is yeah it's just doggy doo doo mhm you know and 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 with that as I was trying to explain to a gentleman today, if you're a husband and a wife, the husband is supposed to be the head of the wife. The wife is supposed to listen to her husband. Mm-hmm. Well, we are the wife of the Most High. He is our husband. Right. And we're supposed to listen to him. Right. And I gave the analogy. I said, well, so, so if, you're mar- if you're married and that's your wife, and you're a husband, but then I show up and tell her, well, you don't have to listen to him. Right. I said, How how's that gonna work out in your relationship? 
particularly when she starts listening to me and not listening to you. How's that going to work out? Yeah, that's deep. That's <laughs> heavy. Here, let me answer. That's it's some not. heavy weight right there. <laughs> yeah, there you, you go. Know, it's not going to work. That's not going to work out well. So now we get back to the fact that when we realize that the Most High is our husband and he's the only one that we need to listen to and obey, it changes, it should change the whole narrative. But our people don't know this. So now I get back to this idea where I was. My dad is not part of my generation. The old school Christianity, which is part of the today's Christianity, they're not, they're not, they're, they're not on board yet because they they don't know scripture. Very true. Very true. They think they know scripture, but they don't know scripture. Mm -hmm. They don't even know what day it is. And I ain't talking about December the 6th. They don't even know what day it is, what time it is. Mm. So if I, if I cross, I mean, I, I, I hate to keep repeating this, but it's, it's where it is. I mean, we, you and I are in a time frame of the, re the revelation and the fruition of, of prophecy being alive and active. Without a doubt. And the one, the one that is central and key that sticks out, I, I, I guess I've said it in the last three or four podcasts. I mean, I can't, I can't get out of Daniel chapter twelve. Mm. Close up the books. I'm giving you information. Shut it up till the end. Mm -hmm. When that time comes, books open. Knowledge will Increase. increase. Yeah. And here we are in 2023. Haven't done the math, but from 1985, with the opening of the World Wide Web, the World Wide Web opened up the book of Daniel. So there's no reason for anybody to continue to be ignorant. But realize something, that we, to go back to, to, to Ambassador Appleton's opening statement, we've pushed the envelope. We've pushed the envelope in terms of in terms of an individual who may be searching for truth to map the information that we're sharing from scripture and not and not our our commentary i mean we kind of have to give commentary to explain the scripture absolutely but, the, but but we're not spiritualizing the scripture we're leaving the scripture intact and explaining what the scripture is saying mhm mm Mm -hmm. right, so a person right. can understand it. Now I get back to my I get back to my point of of across the street. They that worship him will worship him in spirit and truth. Well, he's the spirit, right? <laughs> and he's the truth. The truth. Torah, his laws, his rules, his mitzvahs, and his teachings are the substantive matter of who the Most High is. Mm. Yeah, and he's given us one. Commandment. One, when I say one commandment, he's given us one major commandment out of all of the plethora of commandments that he's given us. He's given us one commandment. Mm -hmm. 
And that is, you, Hebrew Israel, shall or will obey my rules and my regulations and my teachings. Mm. Who knows them? Who knows them? If you ask ask the nominal Christian, what are the most high rules, regulations, and commandments? What are they? Oh, you get a plethora of answers with that one. You can ask a Hebrew that question. What are they? Huh? He'll give you five or six or five or six or seven of the major ones. After that, he 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 lost in the woods. Yeah, I mean they're going to go to their major default, which is oh the Ten Commandments. There, there's ten of them right there. You know they'll, they'll go to they'll go to the simple ones that are 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 kind of germane and kind of the company line, the company culture, if you will, for uh, for Christianity. So yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I got a question I wanted to ask both of y'all. I didn't want to cut you off though. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, you have to, you know, I talked about this in my dissertation last Shabbat, and I talked about it also in the last time I taught a month ago. And that is that the most critical thing that nobody is paying attention to. Nobody's paying attention to it in the Christian church. Nobody's paying attention to it anywhere in the, in the, in the Mecca of what we call religion. Mm-hmm. And that is the sincerity of your soul. You're hitting in all these buzzwords. You wrote about that in your book about the soul restoring itself and downloading. Yeah. Your soul, out of all of who you are, your body is just a house. We dress it up, we make it look pretty, and we make it look all nice. It's just a house. (laughs) (laughs) That was my question. See, that's how the most high work, because I had, that was what I was going to ask you to go into. Was that with the, the, the light, components? The light in the house, the light in the house does not come on unless you plug it into the source and the source provides the light for the house, right. which is breath. The Most High has plugged us in to a, to a generator mm-hmm. that gives us breath that causes the house to function. Then he, then he leaves the soul, he leaves the soul out there to plug into an eternal source if it so desires. It's a choice. You can choose life or you can choose death. You can, life and death. Life and death, we're not talking about inhaling and breathing. We're talking about, we're talking about the, 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 the ability of the Beyond. soul to have what the Most High created to, to have eternal, eternity. And it has to plug, it has to plug into another source. Because the body is given its source of breath from the Most High, but the soul has to connect into the power source that's going to give it life. Otherwise, otherwise, it's going to run out of life. Yeah, that source is Torah. And that source is Torah. Yeah, that was the question I was going to ask you, was that as we kind of shift gears a little bit, and I'm glad that you went to that route for both of you, 
and the explanation of now we've gone before here in the past and I'm totally changing gears on you right now. So hopefully uh, you've got your, <laughs> I'm cutting you up. But we've stated before in the past that when we went through our dissertation about in the beginning that hell doesn't exist, right. that this, there's this, this construct and, and perception that, oh, there's some deep fiery pit somewhere that where all these people are, are going. That is birthed out of Christianity that is a Christian concept. It doesn't speak about any place in the Hebrew writings, external or external, of the Deuteronomical canonical books that have been canonized in the Bible about hell. It's designated as a place called Sheol, which is just the grave. So for the individual that's, that's acquiescing to that idea, say, so you're saying that we don't go, there isn't a hell for a person to ascend to. There isn't, you're not going to send into heaven the humanly body cannot ascend into heaven. So explain this issue of, and I don't know if we've ever done this publicly on a podcast before. We may have, but uh, forgive me if we have. Explain this issue of when a person says, okay, I've acquiesced to that idea. Now explain to me what happens when I die. Where oh, does the soul go? Where does the spirit that's go? There's three there's I, a couple I have, components there. I had that, I had that discussion today with a gentleman that was uh, in my home. Okay. Mm. Now, from a scriptorial perspective, we go back to the origin of man. And we have to go back to Bereshit chapter, I think it's two. Two, yep. Where the Most High says that man is created from the dust of the ground. My question to that is, where did that creation take place? Hmm. Did it take place in Australia? No. No. Germany? Nope. No. Spain? Nope. No. Italy? Nope. It wasn't on Definitely not. Yeah, Greece? On some meteor that hit the earth and started <laughs> started life either. You know, <laughs> where 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 did the creation of man about well <clears throat> knowledgeable people recognize that the creation of man happened in the continent mm. of of Africa and it's interesting to me that the continent of Africa looks like a yod it does it's like a big yod yeah and so if you take a hay if you take the Hebrew alphabet hey, put a yod at the top of it, what does that what does that what does that say? What does that mean? Yeah. It means yeah. So if man is created in the continent of Africa, mm, mm. when a man dies, I don't care where on planet Earth that he dies, his body is going to go back. To dust. If he's mm-hmm. buried in a in a box, he's buried in a coffin. Mm-hmm. In that coffin, you open it up, and you're gonna find dust and bones. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's all you're gonna see: dust and bones. Okay. So we know that the body decays where it is. Mm-hmm. The spirit. <clears throat> The Most High always has told us in Scripture, I don't remember, I don't know exactly where it is, <clears throat> but the spirit 
that he's given us goes back to him who gave it. That's the ability to have, the ability to function, to have reasoning, to have the ability of of mobility that causes this body to be able to function. All of that spirit goes back to the most high. The soul, which is not a tangible source, it's not tangible. You can't put your hands on it. The most high is the only one who has any direct contact with the soul. So I ask a logical question. Well, where does the soul go? Well, the soul goes to Sheol. Well, Sheol's just the abode, is the uh, is the is the is the abode of the of 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 a holding place. So in Ecclesiastes twelve and eight, it says that the dust returns to the earth as it was, and the spirit returns to the Most High who gave it. Okay, mm-hmm. so we know that. But what happens to the soul? Mm-hmm. What would, where do you think, where would you think, now I don't have, I, I don't have a, a scriptorial reference to prove this point, but where would you think logically that the soul would, would abide at? Because now remember something, <laughs> scripture tells us that the Most High says that he is going to bring Israel, from all the places that they have been dispersed, Yeshayahu says that if he's in the sky, I'm going to bring him down from the sky, and from wherever he has been dispersed on the four corners of the earth, I am going to bring Hebrew Israel from that place back to the land, which is Jerusalem. How far is Jerusalem from, well, no, 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 no. When we look geographically, Ambassador Appleton, mm-hmm. Canaan is where? In the north, in the northeast corner of of the continent? So, yes. Yeah, so it's you, in the continent. Well, no, no, actually, as you, as, well, Here's another point we need to bring and, up. And, and the only reason I'm trying, I need that, I need, I, I need that information because I'm, I'm, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a declaration. I'm trying to establish something here. So you have Egypt. Everybody knows where Egypt is. It's in the northeast corner of Africa, and then you have the body of Egypt, and then you have the Red Sea or the Sea of Suf. I think it's called. There's Aqua is what it's called now. Mm. And then as you travel north along the west coast of the Mediterranean Sea, right in that area, right. There, as basically as you cross over the red, the Sea of Reeds or the Red Sea, that's where the land of, of of Canaan is, and it extends north a little bit, right into that where Disney Israel is. So you're going to catch the cusp of Africa and go straight into where Jordan and the current state of Israel is right now. Okay, but it's the expanse of the land is way bigger than that. I'm just saying that's where the the, the Canaanites when they crossed over mm. the Jordan, that's what they were. That's the area that they were in. Okay, so here's here's my here's the point that I'm trying to make, and I, I don't have I don't have any scriptorial proof for this, but I'm only saying it's a reasonable thought to 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 rest your mind on. From the point of where man was created, I say that is the point in which that the soul returns. 
If the soul of man was created in the continent of Africa, then it is to that place where the soul returns. For this reason, and I want you to think logically, because the Most High is logic. We have graves all over the world. Yeah. So, so is the Most High. And, and, and now watch this. Now watch that. We have graves all over the world, but the soul is not in the grave where the body and the bones are, where the where the dust and the bones are. Mm. It's departed from there, and it's gone to Sheol. Sheol is only the holding place of the soul. And it's reasonable for me to think that if the Most High created us somewhere, it is to that place where he would return the soul. It is from that place that the soul would be revivicated back in the land and connected with the body as Daniel professes. Mm. That's my thought. I'm with you on that one. I believe that. Yeah, because that's what the Most High says. He wants. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was... That's what he says. He says he wanted us to go back to the land, so it all lines up. Everything in text, everything in Hebrew text has the Most High saying, I will take you from among the nations, gather you from all the countries, and return you to your own soil. Mm -hmm. To your own soil. Our soil is not in the nations. The, our soil is not amongst the nations. Our soil is in the land which is associated with the continent of Africa. Mm -hmm. And 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 text also provides for us to understand that the whole sense of the most high is that he really wants us to gather in a place that is germane to our temple which is Jerusalem, which at this particular point happens to be, re, be residing and lying death. The Temple Mount in Jerusalem, the Temple Mount in, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to call it, I'm, I'm not even going to call it Israel. I'm not calling it that. I'm going to call it Israel. Mm. The Temple Mount is not in Israel. Mm. The Temple Mount is in Israel. Ooh which is in Yerushalayim, which at this point is late, lies desolate. The temple, oh my goodness, I have heard, oh, the temple mount, they're going to they're gonna rebuild the temple on the temple mount. No, they're not. <laughs> listen, listen, listen to, go, go, go to scripture. I was in the middle of looking uh, at you just maybe go, go. <laughs> Go to Scripture and go to Ezekiel and read Ezekiel. Ezekiel is going to tell you when the temple is going to be built and by whom it's going to be built and where it's going to be built. Yes. And who are we going to believe? Am I going to believe? Am I going to believe the prophet, the prophet Ezekiel, over some dumb butt that's not even written in Scripture? Tell me about. Oh, we're going to build the temple on the Temple Mount. I don't care if the Palestinians can have the Temple Mount. They can have it. That's not our, that's not our gonna, land. They're going to build a temple. Yeah. <laughs> that's not. Well, right now they ain't going to get that done because they're about to blow it all up. Oh, my goodness. You, well, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so this whole dialogue that is germane to truth has to come out of the source that we're plugged into who continues 
I'm going to go back and use my father's model. It's the poor man who don't wag, the poor dog who don't wag his own tail. And say, the Most High has us plugged into him that's opening up our understanding so that we can see, Re'e, Shema here and understand the codex that applies to Hebrew Israel. And without the mitzvot, without understanding the mitzvot, you're never ever going to understand anything at all about the Most High. If you if if you keep blowing off the mitzvot, then I'm sorry, you can't tell me, you can't tell me that you know him and you can't tell me that you're in love with him. You can't tell me that you love the Most High if you keep blowing off his mitzvot as the Christian church does. I can't use that word. I promised my friend I was going to try to get my head together and get it out of places where it's been and straight and straighten up and fly right. Straighten up and fly. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Straighten up and fly right, said the monkey to Anyway. You made that promise to your friend. You didn't make that happen with us. What's the word that you didn't want to say? Maybe I'll say it for you. So I'll get in trouble. <laughs> it's interesting that you you bring that up because um, the way that you explain it, because that, like I said, I'm sitting here with wisdom and I I didn't explain it that way when I was posed the, the same question mm. because the situation is posed this way. It was framed this way. I think it was Elijah or Elisha uh. that went and resurrected this particular young yes, man from... Yes. The dead. He had been dead for a, a certain amount of time. And the question on the table is, is if in the way that I explained it mm-hmm. was, okay, what happened to this young man? Where did his spirit, where did his soul go? Where did all this go? So in essence, we can all agree that if the young man had died, he was already in the decomposing period. For however many days he had been dead. Okay? Because, yeah, obviously the uh, prophet had to get there in order to do what he had to do. So he was beginning, he was starting to decompose a little bit, okay? Because the body is starting to return to dust because Scripture says that he, he, was, he was dead. So by way of, I guess, for me, understanding how you're explaining it is that his soul, where did his soul go? Because we also understand that Elisha put his body over top of this young man and this young man came back to life. So the way that I explained it mm-hmm. was that Yes, everybody can agree that this house, it's in text in Bereshit that talks about it's going to return back to dust, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the issue of the, the soul, I had said, was your soul is kind of like, it's, it's unique like the body where, let me ask this question to both of you. Can the soul get old? No. Why? Because it's, 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 it's an inanimated, it's a, it's a non-animated substance that has it, it. It's your soul is also synonymous with your heart. So, and your heart and your soul are are not anything that anybody can touch, handle, or do anything with. The only entity that has access to doing anything with the soul and the heart is the one who made it. So, and so since, since the one who made it doesn't age, and he's given us something that is going to be revivicated in the end of days, whether you're, whether you're 
whether you're righteous, good, or wicked, your soul is going to, it's going to do something. At some point in life, your soul is either going to live on or it's going to just not exist. So since the one that gave it doesn't, doesn't age, the soul also doesn't have an aging point. Okay. So I so uh, but we could say that the soul gains experience, but it, it gains, does, but it, it doesn't gains. has a uh, a limitation on its length of right, being, right. Being because active. here's because here's the thing, as I explained, I think I explained in the book, the soul is like the hard drive in a computer. You can, it can, it it can be wherever it's going to be, when the Most High revivicates us from the dust, he's going to revivicate the soul that's going to reconnect with the body. That's like taking, that's like taking mm -hmm. the, the hard drive of a computer and plugging it into a, a, another, and it populates, and all the information there just is there. That's kind of what's going to happen. So, so to that extent, the soul doesn't have an age. It's, it's still alive. It's still, it's still, it's still functional, Agreed. but not aging. Right. Agreed. Right. Not in an aging in the sense of, but I'm, I'm glad you used the word that you used, was it gains experience. Because yeah. the way that I explained it was saying, okay, well, it does gain experience. It does, the soul is, for me, it's, it's, it's like this, it's, it defines who you are. The soul of a person. Right. It, it's, it's, he's different from me who's different from you. Right. And the spirit is, because the most high is not a person, it's this power. Right. You can have a soul and you can have a body, but without spirit, none of it works. Getting back to the analogy of the power source. Yeah. To say, because everybody has the spirit of the most high. Right, yeah. Because you wouldn't be alive if you didn't well, have well, it. Well, 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 hold on, 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 hold on. Let's, let's. Let's let's explain that in a in a different way. You're right, but when you say everybody has the spirit of the Most High, everybody has the pneuma, which is breath. Which is breath. Or they have the breath of the Most the High. Capability. Yes. Everybody the has the breath of the Most High. Uh -huh. Everybody doesn't have the spirit of the Most High. See, I would disagree with you on that one. I would right. disagree okay. because, because of the fact that human beings, it says, yes, he breathed the breath of life into them, but you have to have a spirit. How does the, the soul in the body, because, because and you not, and this, and the, and the, and the, and the power that gave it, I mean, well, well, the to, power, say, to say but, that you but, have the, the attributes and the characteristics of the most high is <laughs> part and parcel from saying that I gave you a spirit. And, and it came for me. And yeah. when you're when you're dead, it's gonna come back to me. Whether you are well, good, bad, or indifferent in earth. Well, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. It's like yeah, basically yeah, saying yeah, everybody yeah. has the and capability. See, I, and so see, it's, it's like how I explained to my folks on my job site uh, that you see, can actually have good power and dirty power. You can have a good spirit mm -hmm. or an evil spirit. Melech Shaul experiences that when we read the book of Shemuel. Mm, yeah. You can have, just like you were saying, just like this, this is a house. It's got a hard drive in it, which I would say is the soul, and it don't work unless it's plugged into a power source, which is the most high. 
Now, you have it, whether or not you want to, how that spirit moves inside that particular particular person you want to tap into is a different story. Jabari, I, I see you, and I, your, your, your statement is right. The soul is timeless, the body is not. Mm. And 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 that and that's 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 a very that's a very correct correct statement. Yeah. And glad to see you in the chat room with us this evening. I tend, and I could be wrong. I tend to see the soul and spirit in a in a systemic or synonymous way. I I see the soul. I see the spirit, and I see the pneuma. The pneuma is the spirit of the Most High that He gives us to be able to function and to and to to go about doing what we what we do. He's given us a soul that He's given us the right to choose to choose good, choose that which is good, or choose that which is evil. When we accept, when we accept the Most High's way of thinking, functioning, and walking. Now we have taken on, we've taken on his spirit. Spirit now has been, has been, has been connected to my existence. So now I'm, so now I'm walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. So now I can say, when I look at Torah now as part of my life giving source, now he says, these words which I'm giving you now, this, this is what's life to you. So if this is what's life to you and this is spirit, now I have spirit operating in me. Up to this particular point in time, I have pneuma, I have breath, I have a heart, I have a soul. And Numa, which is the spirit which the Most High gives breath to me and causes me to function, causes me to, to make all of these choices that I'm making. That's how I see it. Now, I can say, I can truly say as of right now and ever since that my eyes have been open to understanding the Most High's word, now I can say, okay, that I'm I'm walking in the spirit. Before I wasn't. What was present? My soul was present. My ability to breathe was present. What's what is it that's in me that is causing me now to make this to want to make this transition? Is it my spirit? Is it the spirit? Or is it my soul? Because my soul is the one thing that the Most High is going to reconnect and bring back intact and give it all the components of functionality with. It was my soul that hungered and thirsted after righteousness. It was my soul that realized that it could not sustain itself. Watch this now. That it could not sustain itself without the Spirit. Mm which takes me back to our opening source until my soul plugs into the source. I'm just walking around. <laughs> just, I have no sense of through the motion. I'm just, I have no sense of anything. <laughs> what gives me, what gives me reason 
what gives me reason, what gives me thought, what prompts me to want to rise up and do something different. Not my spirit, it's my soul. Text says, my soul hungers for thee. My soul, my soul, I have found, I have found him whom my soul loved. Then say, I found him whom my spirit loved. I found him whom my soul loves. So as I, I see, I see, I see Numa as, as a spirit of breath. I see Torah as a spirit that connects to my soul that now causes this body to function in altogether a whole different capacity. My thought process is all my 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 thought process has been purged of doggy doo-doo. And it's fresh and it's receiving, it's receiving it constantly on a daily basis. And as I lay up on my bed at sleep, asleep, I meditate. My my spirit is being fed constantly. Constantly. When I wake up, my spirit is being fed constantly. The most high is feeding. Why? Because now I'm doing something. I'm I'm actually now I'm walking in the spirit. I'm not walking in my flesh. I'm walking in the spirit. So I mean, I I just I just see it different. I mean, I, I doesn't that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you're wrong. Doesn't mean that I'm wrong. Doesn't even, there's, there's no wrong to this. Mm-hmm. There's no wrong to us to this. What we're really just what we're really trying to understand here. The question is is that once you come to the knowledge of the truth, it's a whole different ball game. True. Yeah, I think we're if if there's it's any, a whole different ball game. Yeah. Like I told, like I told my friend, I says, you know, once once you act, once you once you you acknowledge that the Most High is the sole power of everything, who has a name Yahweh, whom we refer to also as the Most High El. Once you acknowledge that and you worship and you praise and you pray to that source, everything changes. Yeah, you're you're plugging everything into a changes. better power source. Like everything changes. Yeah. Your sure. power source becomes you're pure. off you're you're off you're off you're off you're off the natural power grid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're getting solar power at that point. Yeah. You're getting you're yeah. getting you're getting <laughs> showing up. Right. Showing up. Right. Showing up. It's all it's, it's it's a different it's a different in in the words of the sitcom, it's a different world from where we come from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my my soul, my soul is going to be a pl- at a place where it can be it can be ex- expeditiously revocated from wherever it is and connected with connected with watch this now it's going to be connected with this body correct this body it's not going to get connected with another body it's going to connect it with this body and this body will have a whole a whole new New operating system. Yeah, yeah. I think you said before, when it, how you go down is how you're gonna come back up. Yeah. So whatever understanding that you have at the particular time is as you enter, as you uh, pass along and go for the rest. Lamont, 
Yeah. Lamont, you said your soul has been anchored. Uh, <laughs> Lamont, tell me, tell me where your soul's been anchored, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, because I think for, for, for the most of us, that, I mean, for all of us, we're not, it's, it's, it's the intricate details that are part of it. We're not dis- disputing the fact the, the body returns to the dust. We're not disputing the fact that the soul stays alive. We're not disputing the fact that spirit goes back to the most high. You see, who gave it? Yeah. You all see, of those things are germane and will be revivicated. You know, you, you know, there's a song that we used to sing. My soul has been anchored in the Lord. No, 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 no. <laughs> Lord is a construct of a word that has been placed to cause us not to realize the true name of the Father. And over 68,000 times in text, the Greeks and the Eurocentrics have eradicated the Most High's name and pushed titles like Lord and God, where in the Hebrew Masoretic text, you read those you read those texts in their purity, you're never going to find anything like that written. You're going to find yod heh vav the name of the Most High. You'll find Elohe. You'll, you'll find terminology. You'll find Yah. You'll find uh, terminology like that. But you're never going to find a word that's going to lead, in our text, that's going to lead you away from who the Most High is. And that or, is... Or, or confuse you about who the Most High is. I tell you what, you know, I am teaching. I am teaching from Isaiah chapter, from chapter forty. I started in chapter forty. I'm going to be this this Sabbat. I'm going to be at Isaiah chapter forty-five, starting in verse eleven. Don't miss but it. But if you read, yeah, if you read it. Isaiah forty down to Isaiah forty-four, forty-five. A 46, the Most High is going to tell you exactly who he is. Yeah. And he's going to tell you, there is, no, there is, I am the first, I am the last. There was no alien, there was no alien elm with me. I created the eternal people. He's going to tell you exactly who he is, and he's going to be pointed to the point where he's letting us know, look, Hebrew Israel, I need you to cleanse yourself of all this demigod idolatrous worship. Because when you're there, I'm not with you. I am not with you. And, and, it, and, if, and if we want to say, well, 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 that's not true. When I, when I, when, you know, I got saved. He, you know, he, God delivered me. Well, no, no, no. The father. Okay. The, <clears throat> You know, yeah. You, every one of us, should be ingratiated to the Most High El for His patience, His long suffering, and His mercy, and the fact that He knows, as He's spoken through the prophet Habakkuk, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. In the book of Isaiah, I forget what chapter it is, in the earlier writings of Isaiah, he says, my people are stupid. So the fact that we are in this state of ignorance, the Most High is giving us, he's given us, I hate to use that word. 
He's given us, he's given those who are sincere with him but lack knowledge, he's given you a pass. And his mercies are extended to you because he knows that you don't know. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You don't have to believe me. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really care. I don't really care. Matthew chapter 13, the guy, the demigod said, when you pray, pray this way. Our Father which art in heaven, you know the rest of it. There's nowhere in, there's nowhere in the Greek text where the demigod says, pray to me. No, but then the demigod yeah. says, but then the demigod says, yeah, right. No one can come Co to the Father Thank except you. by me. Yeah. Well, that's doggy doo-doo. Contradict. <laughs> mm, that's doggy doo-doo. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something that's that's true and that is correct. The Father honors himself. He's always going to honor himself. And when you open your mouth and you pray, our Father or my Father, or I say Father, and, I, and I'm praying, Father, Father L, or I say Father God, he'll let you get away with that. That's not his name. That's a title. But at least he knows that you are expressing your concern directly to him. So when you open your prayer and you say, Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. All of that that mm. you said after Father God, he just, he didn't hear it. Yeah. He didn't hear it. He didn't hear it. He's not acknowledging it. Yeah, I hear the rest. It's babble. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I didn't hear it. He's deaf. He's deaf to that. But he, what he did hear, he heard you call him. Yeah. And when you call him, he responds. His grace and his mercy to us in this sixth day be glad you're in this sixth day because just for you're in the seventh day and you did that and you did that stuff, you would simply be cut off immediately because he says in the day, when that day comes and you are in the land, my name shall be one and the language shall be one. And anybody who does not adhere to the rules and regulations in the land will not make it out of the seventh day. In case you didn't know, there's eight days. It's a cool book on it. You should go so, read it. So you're not, you're, 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 in you're, the you're, 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 nobody, nobody is saved in this sixth day. Nobody is saved in this sixth day. Nobody is. Nobody is. And making it to the seventh day is only means, it only means that you got drafted. Now you got to make the, now you got to make uh, Zacharias cut. Because he's going to cut the team down to one-third. Now you got to make that, which is the day of eternal life. So if you think that, oh, I'm dying and I'm going to heaven and I got eternal life. No, you don't. You're not, and you're not going to heaven and you don't have eternal life. That's by scripture. Well, you all got me. <laughs> <laughs> I am laughing because we, look at how the Most High <laughs> interjected into this whole entire conversation. We didn't have anything really pretty pretty much set up, but it's one of those things, just closing thoughts. I'm glad that we, we're talking about this because this issue is something, and I'm, I want to volley it back to you, Trey, is that, you know, I don't know if this is something that, you know, from our perspective and age demographic, that's something that people are concerned about. I know that when we introduced the idea of, you know, not having a hell and not going to heaven, and obviously the next thing that people comes out of their mouth is what, well, what happens to me then if if that's not the case? Right. Then then what? 
Well, then pick up the book and read it. Then you should, you'll know. Right. So, you know, I, I don't, I mean, it's, have you run across that before? Or? Yeah, I, I have. I've taken the approach to slowly, with a lot of people that I talk to about it, I slowly just tell them, like, you know, who our identity is and, and how the issue is us not keeping the commandments in the first place, what puts us into this situation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have let people also know that, that yeah, there there is no of this hell that it speaks of. Like, I tell them exactly, you know, have you read it in Bereshit? Yeah, where, have you read it? Where, in, where is have it? You read it in 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 Torah. Ooh. You know what I mean. And mm-hmm. so that's where it comes back to the whole situation of our people being leaders and really having to get into our words so we can be into leadership. Because then, once you know the word, then you can you can defend the Most High. You know what I mean. You can't you can't defend the Most High. And you don't really know his word. And so that's where it, it takes the individual to take that time to get into these chapters mm-hmm. and put in the time to try to get an understanding and dedicate. So to me, it's like you have, like, we all have individuals in our family that we are very close to. And we, there's certain individuals that we know a whole lot about them because we're close to them. And there's other individuals that we see that are, you know, high, coming by, might have small conversation with them, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I look at, I'm starting to see this now since I got into the Hebraic understanding, mm-hmm. is I see see the same thing with Scripture. It, it's it's going to be hard for an individual to accept this way of life and accept this path if you haven't taken the time to get close to the word, which is the most high spirit. Mm-hmm. If you, which is if, his Torah. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is his Torah. So, you know, it, it's great when you're hearing little pieces here, little pieces there, little pieces here. Yes, you're slowly getting to know him, but if you want to go out on a date mm-hmm. <laughs> with the most high, you know <laughs> I what like I mean? The way you put that, that one-on-one, you got you to you sit yourself down or by yourself or with others and take the time to really go through his chapter. And, 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 and you'll understand. You'll be like, okay, I see how you are now. Mm-hmm. I see your likes. I see your dislikes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know how to be pleasing to you now. Right. And so on that point, yeah, that's what I was saying. So getting into the scriptures is taking that relationship with the Most High connecting to a source on another level. And then once that individual gets that information, it's up to them to put put what they know into play. Yeah, I mean, I, this, I, go, this, book, this book right here, which you can get on Amazon, Torah for Hebrews in Exile, is a excellent work. It's great work. To help, <laughs> to help you get on board with the Most High. And understand what his spirit is. The spirit is inside this work here. This book here explains what Torah really is. Oh my gosh. Lamont, I want to also commend you, son. Please excuse me if I called you son. I but I see your I see your you in the chat room and you've given me a a text out of Psalm 62 and 7. And Elohim is my strength 
and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in Elohim. Iye, Iye, Asher, Iye. And your soul, and your soul, your soul, soul, so right. And I want to thank, I want to thank all of you that are in the chat room with us this evening for being with us. And I see your chats. And when you make statements, I don't mind being interrupt, interrupted to, uh, to acknowledge you and what have you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I, you, you can close out, but I'm going to, I'm going to close with these words and I'm going to take them out of, I'm going to take them from across the street because while it is that there are over 400,000 of the Hebrew writings that were destroyed by the Greeks, the Greeks decided to pick and choose out of those Hebraic writings what they were going to put into text. And I believe, I have, I have confidence in one of the writers, even though I realize that his writings are tainted by the Greeks, Eusebius, who did not like Torah, tainted the writings of Shaul. And, 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 and you know, it's, it's, it's terrible when you desecrate a person who is not alive to be able to defend themselves. Mm, mm -hmm. And I really, I really believe that the writings of Shaul, that's Paul, I believe that they are tainted and he is not alive to defend his work. Mm. But he makes a quotation there in Romans. What shall we say then? Shall we, in, shall we continue in being? Now, it, he uses the word sin, but the, the, the Hebraic word to that, shall we continue Love. in being Torahless yeah. that grace may abound? Mm. And he says, no. No, Yah forbid mm. that we should do that, and that's kind of that's kind of where 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 I'm at where I'm at with with all of this. You know, I'm living each day on the merit of the strength of the teachings of the Most High. Without those, I have no life, and I have no strength. Agreed. Mm. Agreed. Hey. What am I gonna follow up with that? With that's well, cold blooded. Well then, <laughs> right. but you got you got something you want to close with? I'm good. Rabbi hit it on the nose. Right? Well then, yeah. I say this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton and Trey Beverly, and this is Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.